Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include mature themes. The world is a weird and wild place, but even now there are men who seek to tame it by any means necessary. Hatred is spreading throughout the land, covering it with fear and blood. Masquerading as propaganda for safety, darkness is spreading, consuming those who do not fit with the natural order. Infecting the streets with political grandstanding, they have set their sights on the highest office. Bounty hunters with badges try and keep the promises of a dead man, but the weight of death clings to their steps. Their rage is palpable, and revenge is consuming. Two decades have passed since the gateway between this world and a world of unbridled madness was opened. The door stands open still, and the wilds are slowly seeping in, searching out the ones that freed them from their cage. This is the Feywild West. We are the nightmares they want you to fear. We are the dead man's promise. Let's be legendary. Welcome back to Let's Be Legendary Wild West Edition. Right. But that's none of my business. <laughs> so you should have said that with a cup to your face. Like, but that's none uh, of my business. But that's none of my business. <laughs> Last we left our valiant adventurers. Ooh, valiant. I, like, I, think, I, I think that may be overstating it just a little bit. No, no, no. I liked it. Keep going. <laughs> they had confronted each other about a number of issues that had been bothering them. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's put it that way. That's a good that's, that's a good way of putting it. And uh, upon resolving the conflict, they... So good, so good. ...decided to go to the Feywild. Uh, excuse me, there was no Zay. No, Celine decided to go to the Feywild. Yeah, I just followed along. And decided to... <laughs> rub it in <laughs> rub it in the broker's face in the that his plan did not work in the immortal worlds of GLaDOS I know we're in a lot of trouble and probably going to die but that was worth it I would like to point out that I didn't do anything <laughs> I literally he said, just stood there. I just stood there and I think since I'm the one with the deal that it's not fair for him to take it out on me I'm just putting that out there. I'm just putting that out there into the world, into the ether of this world of that. So, so you should take it. You should take it out on me. No, no. I'm just saying. Bling since it, he bling it, bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying that since I'm the one with the deal, he's probably gonna take it out on me. And I'm so after he kills me for, um, you know, pissing him off, I'm, my dying words are going to be a date for the vine. 
Oh, Rip Vine, we lost something. We lost a goddamn cultural treasure. When so Vine anyway, left. after after I uh... hello. <laughs> Sorry. After Zimbabwe got salved, what happened? You proceeded to make plans about what you would do upon the next day and how you would handle this infiltration? Something like that. Sort of. <laughs> not sure. Not sure if. Yeah. And that's essentially where we left off. And the dream. And the dream, right. That was How could I forget about the long. dream? I certainly didn't forget about it. A long, interesting, confusing <laughs> dream where Celine talked with the being that introduced himself as the Moonlit King. <laughs> Crazy. He does seem to be a bit off his rocker. But, a bit. Is, but is he off his rocker uh, by our standards, or is it just the way that they are? Does it matter? He's kind of nuts. Not well, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know either. Just for science. Oh, science, I suppose. Remember, it's only science if you write things down. Exactly. The only difference between science and screwing around is writing it down. That's the ro- That's the one. So, was it the morning? Yes. Yeah. I believe we had actually uh, left off with you waking up. We had told Jared, and we had told Jared that um, we're gonna be gone next couple of days, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's the weekend. So here's the plan. We have the possibility of maybe a teleportation circle of some kind. It's a network. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming it's some sort of a a teleportation circle of some level. We don't know. So here's the the plan. We're going to don our caps of disguises. Then we have two things to worry about. One, if we actually get to use the network and say we do mm-hmm. to convince them that we are Venasi. And- uh, oh, Well, I am a Venasi. I'm an initiate here on my papers. What am I? You are my manservant. They clean it too. All right, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got a better idea? You are my bodyguard. No, we'll try though. Anyway, so, assu- so let's assume we get to that point, they buy it and we get to use the network. Next problem is we have to figure out where that network comes out of. It does it come out in the middle of the woods? Does it come out in the middle of Dust Town? Does it come out in the middle of their headquarters? I have absolutely no idea. It comes out of a toilet. God, I hope not. So we have no idea exactly where we're going to end up if if we get to use the network. Now, say we don't get to use the network, we have literally wasted like three days being down here and we're gonna have to haul ass up there so assuming we get up there assuming they buy it we're gonna have to figure out from there because i don't know where i don't know where we're gonna end up and if the shit is happening in dust town and dust town is where vanasi central is chances are they're already trying to figure something out for this thing that's taking kids Mm -hmm. this pest it's pest. Pest. And we good cockroaches are gonna take care of it. Why do I have to be a cockroach? I don't know. Can I be a moth? Yeah, you can be silk moth. I would like to be a silk moth. 
I'll be a horse spy. Oh, I like that. <laughs> um, or a wolf spider. I was going to say wolf spider. Wolf spider. <laughs> wolf spider. You, yeah. I'll be a wolf spider. There we go. Wolf spider and a silk moth. So, yeah. Let's, uh... There's a whole bunch of range of possibilities once we get in there, but let's see where we come out of first. And then go from there. Let's see if we can get in first. And then go from there. How about that? So we should put on our disguises when we go into town. Before we go into town, yeah. I suppose we should leave the horses here then. In the... They are too recognizable. They really are. Wait a minute. Katka has to disguise with a horse. Wait a minute. Right? Wait, wait. Shit, do you still have that mask? Yeah. Give me the mask. Oh, God, Lord. I then go to the stables and I cast people's animals. Okay. Well, okay. Hmm. Um, you are going to look at. You might look a bit different, but uh, do not be alarmed. It is a. Uh, it is. It is not real. Wait, why are you? Why are you putting that on okay. my horse? Because he is bigger. Yeah, but Oli's more recognizable. Oli's a white fucking horse. <sighs> I suppose if we we're going to take both of them, well, Oliander. Yes. Okay, we are going to try this on you, apparently, because someone is a big baby about having their horse touched. That's not it at all. So I'm going to put this on your head. And so <laughs> I, I I put it on, on his head. Now think about being a brown horse. But I'm a white horse. But pretend you are... But what if you are brown? Think about it. <laughs> can't roll an intelligence check for a horse. <laughs> Things you thought you never thought you'd have to do. That's, <laughs> de- that's, like, that's, that's DMing though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's like, hang on, I gotta check this really obscure <sighs> stat. <laughs> I have a minus four. Oh, our poor baby. I guess guidance on him. <laughs> <laughs> So he needed a 12. He got a 10. Plus 2. <laughs> minus 4. Ow. Damn it. Nothing's happening. What about Muerte? <laughs> yeah, right. It takes a mask off. Muerte. <laughs> Do you know what the color brown is? Nods his head. Okay. Now, pretend your. F- I want you to think about your fur being brown. And your mane being. Like a light yellow color. And so I put the mask on you. And I can't get the mask on you. <laughs> you. You put the mask on and he keeps like ducking and shaking his head trying to get it off. I don't, I don't it put off. it on his eyes. I just kind of put no. it on his head. Yeah, I know. He just like keeps flicking his ears trying to yeah. get it off. Nothing. Nothing. Else. Well, worth a try. Worth a try, I suppose. I think we're good without the horses. Jared? Yeah? Can you look after the horses for us? Sure. Thank you. Done. Oh, and Cortez. I have to leave Cortez here. Mm, you still got Speak of Animal up. I'd talk to him about that. Okay, Cortez. Yes? You are going to have to stay here for a bit. Why? Actually, um... I'm going to send you back and 
I'm going to call you back in a different form. Okay. Okay, so to do this, I need ten. I'll say you have the materials. Oh, okay, for it. cool. So then. Uh, How much money we keep throwing around? Yeah, we have. Yeah. We also have. have an idea. I also have a, a thought about slow, speaking of slowing around money. All right, so you can be a bat, cat, crab, frog, hawk, lizard, octopus, oh. octopus. Yeah. Owl, poisonous snake, fish. Rat, raven, seahorse, spider, or weasel. I'm thinking of turning him into a ferret. <gasps> so yes, I would just tell him he has to stay eaten away. How long is that going to take? An hour. Oh, all right. Okay. Just don't put the sky's cap on yet. No, of course not. Okay, so I am going to <coughs> do that. Okay. Do I just cast it or just like dismiss him somehow? You no, dismiss he'll... him. Mm-hmm. And then go through the process of recasting the spell, building up the various elements and holding them all in your mind. I forgot to fucking have this. You take the time to cast it as a, um, wait. Yeah, you're a cleric, you have ritual casting, so mm-hmm. you can take the time to cast it as a ritual, mm-hmm. which just adds an extra 10 minutes onto it. But what that does is it allows you to write down certain elements in the ritual circle so you don't have to hold them in your head. Mm, okay. So that's why it doesn't take a spell slot to use it when you cast it like that. Yeah. You take the hour and 10 minutes to cast the spell mm-hmm. and appearing inside the ritual circle is a white ferret. A silver ferret. A silver ferret. That, they, well, they're, they're, they're basically white, but yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, that be all. <laughs> Is that still Cortez? It is still Cortez. Are you? Not that you can understand me, but... Stands up on its hind legs and squeaks. (laughs) Very cute. (laughs) He's very cute. He's bendy. (laughs) This is fur snake. (laughs) Cat snake. Cat snake. (laughs) All right, so now we put the caps on. Now we go into town and... uh... Does the Delta closing as well? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It'll change everything. All right. Let's, well, we're a little bit out ways to town, so let's get to town. Like, as we're going into town, let's put the cap, the, the caps on. Since puts caps on now in case someone sees us? No, because we're a little bit further away from town. Yeah. Like, we're in the forest, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, this only lasts an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's not waste it. Okay, but we just have to take it off and put it back on to like, cast a spell. Oh, right, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, actually, I, I looked it up. Uh, you don't have to even take it off. You can, you just, while you're wearing it, you can cast a spell at will. Oh, I didn't know that. Never mind. Oh, so, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Stick them on. Yeah. Besides, I have to practice my German, my German accent, because uh, when we started this podcast, I was going German when I was trying to be French. But now, in this disguise, I want to be German. So. I'm just not going to talk. I'm just going to nod. Oh, that is good. Uh, When I do talk, it'll be in a really deep voice. Yeah, wonderful. Let's just do that. Okay, so we are going into town. We're going to town. Got our caps of disguise on. Mm-hmm. What do you look like? My head is still shaved on the sides, but the hair is pulled back in a, a shorter... Swept, swept back? Swept back, more short. Swept, swept back? Yeah, my skin's almost the same color, but I've got blue eyes and uh, much thicker eyebrows. And I've got a three o'clock shadow. Is that what that's called? No, that's just Scrub. stubble. 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 I've got stubble all the way around my chin and under uh, over my lip. So in that fashionable way, 
You look good. Thanks. I made it myself. <laughs> also, my ears are rounder. And that's about it. I'm mostly wearing almost the same thing, except coat's probably a little shorter. And oh, for fun, pants are a little bit tighter. Hey, I'm vain. What can I say? <laughs> no, I like it. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm checking out the goods. What do you look like? I, I think I still have pale skin, but I have brown hair and brown eyes. Um, I look like Rachel Weisz. Oh, right, from the Mummy movie. Yes, yeah. Evie. Evie, yeah. <laughs> so that is that is what I look like, and I am German. Uh, and yeah, what did we did we come up with a name for you? This is Fen 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 Fen, right? Um, my name is Lorelai. Lorelai. Lorelai Hayfield. Yes. I'm just fan. All right. And as we are going into town, we are coming up with this. We, we are getting our story straight. We, we are getting our story straight. Right. Um, so you are my bodyguard. I am a very well-off person. Mm-hmm. I'm going French again. Damn it. <laughs> so this entire, yeah, the entire time you were trying to go French and not German, and now you're trying to go German and you keep going back to French. Maybe I'll try to talk like you. You could try. How do I talk like you? <laughs> Teach me how to talk like you. Can you talk like Ernest? How does Ernest talk? He has a British accent. It's a slight, slight, like a British, slight accent. British accent. Oh, it is so weird. Perhaps I would just stay French. If you want, it's up to you. It's too recognizable. I've never heard anyone else speak the way I do. I've never either. Maybe Shit. try for. How did you? How did you sound when you were that angel? You mean make my voice big and booming? No, like no. Oh hell! How do you do it? Uh, like this, sort sort of thing, like that. Like that. Yeah. R- think R5. Uh, Nikki. Nick- Nikki. Nikki. Think Nikki. Think Nikki. This is so Oh, rough. Jared. Think Jared. That's jealous talk. It's like a kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or Al. You can go Al. Al has more. He has more, thicker. Of a, more of a British accent. Yeah? He's, he's thicker, yeah. I think I will. Try with the normal city accent. Jared has that. Nikki has that. The city accent. Yeah, the city accent. The city accent. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Try that. All right. Oh, this is strange. <laughs> oh, this is so strange. You don't have to stay even too long. It's all right. Good. <laughs> all right, we're gonna head to the barber shop then. Yep. So, it's about it's late morning by the time you guys get into town. Mm-hmm. Being a Saturday, there actually isn't a whole lot of traffic coming through town. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still pretty busy. The barbershop's open. As you approach it, you see that it's not just a barbershop. It is also it also advertises as a dentist. Oh. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's all right. Let me see inside. Don't Let touch me. my... No. <laughs> all right. I step behind her. Uh-huh. And assume a hulking presence, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And uh, I motion to you to look important. Of course. 
Alright. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yes. Okay. Alright. Let's do this. Okay, so we go in and I look very. Uh, I look very, 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 very quite. I open the door for her. Okay. And let her step through. And I walk in looking quite self important. 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 I'm never going. I'm never going to get this. And I stay towards the back okay. at the door, and cross my arms and look important. Oh, look, look, intimidating. And I yeah. wait as if I am waiting for someone to wait on me. Yep. So as you enter the building, it's a bit big for a barber shop. Well, it used to be a general. store. It used to be a small general store. Yeah. So the space has been converted. There are a number of barber chairs around with large mirrors. There's, it looks like there's nobody in the shop currently, but as you enter, a bell rings above the door. And a moment later, an older man comes out from the back. Ah, may I help you? Yes, are you Randall? I am. I have some business to attend with you. Business? In private, if you don't mind. Uh, well, he looks around the shop. There's nobody, there's nobody here right now. And I give him a look like, it is of the utmost importance that what I have to say to you is not overheard. Kind of gives you a look. Onika sent us. At that, his eyes go a bit wide. Oh, right. Back this way, please. Thank you. He leads you into a back room. Looks to be an office of some sort with a lot of bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. There looks to be a lot of record books around, probably from when this place used to be a general store. Mm-hmm. Just tracking of goods and stuff like that. A lot of it looks old and unused. He sits and motions towards two older wooden chairs for you to sit if you would like. I look over to you. I look over at the chairs and then nod to you. But I stay at the, I close the door and stay at the door. Okay. So, Anika, I have not heard from her for over a week. And I had to assume, I had to assume that she either was killed or has found reason to go silent. I believe It would be more prudent for me not to disclose what I know of her fate. However, she did send me to you with a message. She says she still owes you one for the last time. (sighs) The network then. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, Well, this guy's been rolling pretty shit this entire time. Good. Uh, (laughs) That's the highest he's gotten so far. Oh, shit. I I cast guidance on myself before we came in. Okay. Actually, yeah. Quick, real quick. Roll deception with advantage cool. and guidance. <laughs> okay, so twelve. What's deception? So fourteen, and then a d four. Yeah. So seventeen. Okay. I formality, I know, but can I see your symbol, please? 
I'm afraid I have not been issued one yet. However, I'd be happy to show you my invitation. I pull out uh, my papers. Yeah, he looks. Well, this is rather irregular, an initiate knowing about the network. I am a rather irregular case. Roll persuasion. What <laughs> um, point? What point? Oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> oh my god, I rolled eight, eight twice. Um, yeah, you know what? We'll just, we'll just go with that. Uh, ten. He kind of rubs at his mouth a bit. <sighs> Do you intend to keep me waiting? He hands back your papers. I hand, them, I hand them to Fen. Oh, you're by the door. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's not that big. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh... You're an initiate, you're heading to Dusk Town, yes? Yes. Okay. Then. Anika owes me big time for this. I just look at you like unamused and completely placid. Like you're wasting my time with your petty fretting. <laughs> uh, Alright. I can. I can fire up the network. Tonight, be here no later than seven with everything you need to bring with. Unfortunately, I can't transport horses, so if you have those, I'd recommend selling them here in town. Very well. Nods it. Both of you, you can stay here or leave. It doesn't matter to me. Just don't be later than seven. Very well. I will see you tonight then. And I get up. Go toward the door. I open the door for her. Okay. And I walk out. And I close it behind us. Mm -hmm. And again, just in case anybody else is watching, I open the next door for her. Mm -hmm. Close it. And then wherever you're going, I uh, basically follow. Yeah, it. um... Message. Just head towards the saloon. I know. We'll just, we'll hide. Oh, wait, I can, I can send can a message back, back yet. Yeah. Yes, of course. So we head toward the saloon. Okay. And we're just gonna find like a little alley or something. Like right. A little back part. And just hide. Go go into the door and hide. Okay. Whew. You alright? That was strange. You did really well. Well, thank you. I didn't think I was very persuasive. Well, I mean, it got us a chance to use the network, so that's something. That is, that is good. <sighs> I just hope that the rest of my story also works. Well, I mean, we'll see when we get there. I don't even know when the network comes out of, so we'll just have to figure it out. But until then, we get to spend the rest of the day with Hassan, and before we do this thing. Hmm. Are you scared? Scared? Me? I am offended that you would think I'd be scared that we're about to enter some sort of a magical creation that's going to send us directly into the bowels of the people that have been murdering that killed your whole family. They killed my whole family and been murdering countless other people. We're about to go right in the middle of them. Oh, see, why would I be scared? With only with only a simple cap of disguise to uh, keep us from being discovered. Yeah, I don't know, silly me. Yeah, why would we be? Why would we be scared? <laughs> <laughs> We've done the death house. This is this is cake. <laughs> I am, after everything, this is, this is, yeah, this is nothing. Do you enjoy audio fiction? 
Looking for a podcast that brings you fresh ideas, vivid characters, and imaginative worlds of fantasy, science fiction, and more? Hi, I'm Chris Lester. You may know me as the creator of the Metamore City podcast, the award-winning audio fiction series that ran from 2007 to 2010 at metamorecity.com. Now I'm back with a weekly show called The Raven and the Writing Desk. Every week I bring you new stories, freshly written for your listening enjoyment. And to make sure I stick with it, I'll update you each week on my writing progress. You'll get to hear my fiction first, before it appears anywhere else. And along the way, I'll also interview other authors about their experiences, as I strive to learn from their success. Want to hear more? Load up your Podcatcher app and subscribe to The Raven and the Writing Desk, or visit www.chrislester.org. That's C-H-R-I-S-L-E-S-T-E-R dot org. Okay, actually, I'm going to read my cards. Oh, right, you haven't done that in a while. Well, I have, but they haven't been talking to me, have I? Clearly. Well, you've been kind of distracted, too. I have. What are we going to find in Dusk Town? Oh, past. Well, yes, obviously, but... Manifestation. Opportunity. New job. New task. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the three of Wands. Preparation, Foresight, Enterprise, Expansion. And the Wheel of Fortune inverted. Bad luck. Well, that can apply to all sorts of things. Negative external forces. Well, one you pissed off. <laughs> Where's it? <laughs> Being out of control. We'll figure it out. You know, I've been thinking. Yeah? The dreams I've been having. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're actually dreams. What makes you say that? I don't know. But... I don't know. Whether they are or they aren't, maybe operate as if they were to be cautious. That they are dreams? Yeah. No, that they're not not dreams. Sorry. Just A on the side of caution. With all the weird crap that's been happening. Oh yeah. No shit. I mean, it could be the broker sending you weird dreams just to fuck with your head. They might increase now that you've pissed them off. Congratulations. I mean, it was fun, but <laughs> I'm sure that's not going to do us any favors. So maybe just be cautious. That, that is the thing, though, Taya. It is, would be easy for me to think it is a broker or some other outside force trying to manipulate me, but I think it is more sinister than that. More sinister? Yes. How so? I think they are coming from me. I don't know, Talia. I'm sorry, I don't mean to burden you with whatever silly worries I have. <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to mean? You, you have 
far too much to be concerned about and to worry about. Oh, I'm having bad dreams and I don't know where they are coming from. Celine, you're my wife. Your job is to burden me with your fears and worries and all that fun stuff. I do the same. That is different. You have... <laughs> it is different when, when, when the very things that you have been working towards for 19 years is upon us. And that's different because why? Because it is more pressing. You having dreams right now is pretty damn pressing, I think. But, Talon, you always can tell me what's going on. Even if it doesn't make sense, even if it doesn't translate well or you're not sure how to say it the point is you can tell me that's what i'm here for that's why i asked you to be my wife because i want to be that for you you can't just take all my burdens and not give me some of your own oh yes i can okay you're not gonna <laughs> you don't like it when i make really large decisions without taking your feelings into account. But I don't like it when you hold things back from me and don't tell me what's going on in your head. She shakes her head. I'll tell you if you knew what terrible things are in my head. I'm sure they're not nearly as bad as what's in my head. And even if they are, it doesn't matter. It's not going to change the way I feel about you. That is a nice thought. Oh, we got some more time. We should talk about it. What about what time is it? Do you guys just hang out in the house until... Yeah, we were just going to hang out in okay. the house until... Alright. Until like around 6.30. Playing, <laughs> with, playing with Cortez is a ferret. I'm sure Jareth oh, yeah, and Whitney love that. Oh, yeah. Whitney. Whitney, sorry. Yeah. Jareth comes down and seeing you mm -hmm. change Cortez gets all excited and brings out Whitney to play. And the two furry creatures <laughs> run and chase each other around. <laughs> Six o'clock rolls around. Well, we should get ready. Yeah, goes nothing. Yeah. The hats again. Okay. Give Jareth a really big hug. <laughs> you guys are gonna be okay, right? Yeah, we should. Of course. Okay. We'll be alright. Just uh, if we don't come back tonight, don't worry. Okay. Um, we'll see you next week then? Probably. Be good. Don't have any huge heists. Right. And if this you, week. And if you do, tell me about them. <laughs> also, tell Master Talden I want to see them next week. Okay. So. Why do you want to see Master Talden? I'm going to give them the mask back. Oh, right. Let's do this. Oh, I'm freaking out. Okay. <laughs> so, we go back to the barber shop and we get there around like 6.30. Time it to where we get there like 6.30. Yeah. And I do still do my imposing 
nonsense and I open the door for her. And... So as you get there, you actually see that a sign has been posted on the front door closed for the day. However, the door is unlocked. All right. I'll let you in. And I go I, I, <clears throat> and I go in. The bell dings above the door and a couple moments pass before Rander comes up kind of huffing and puffing as he comes into the area. Oh, good. Okay, it's, it's you two. Okay. Uh, almost ready. Uh, follow me back this way. Very well. And he... I look over, I look over at you and I follow. He leads you back into the office where the desk has been moved aside. Oh. It looks like one half of it is on wheels while the other half is on kind of like a hinge that's attached to the floor. And it rotates out, revealing a trap door with a steep staircase going down it. The walls going down are lined with stone. Uh, Watch your step. It's old. I look over at Fen. Um, I actually step in front of her and go down first, just in case, and I hold out my hand. Mm-hmm. For her to, to grip onto if she needs to. I take his hand and I go down. Also, while he's not looking up, guidance on myself again. Okay. Make a slide of hand check really quick. What? He's not looking! Okay, 18 plus you'll be, some you're, stuff. You're fine then, yeah. The trick is to time it to when he's not looking. That's why you use the slide of hand check. He turns around and then I do it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you come down into this room and a scent hits your nose. The scent of ozone after lightning has struck. The air also has this kind of feeling of tingling energy as you come down into the room. The room is about the same size as the main room upstairs, except it is all done in stone. A couple tables line the walls with various books and scrolls on them. But what catches your attention immediately is the carved circle in the middle of the stone floor. And the runes that are along it that are glowing. I kind of squint at it. Uh, I I was assured this was perfectly safe. Perfectly, yes. I mean, it's a, it's a spell as old as anything else, so... And what should I expect when I step into that circle? Uh, well, it, you ever go down, like, a, a staircase in the night and you um, think that you've reached the bottom of it, but there's, there's one more step? No. Uh, I nod. It looks like that. You'll feel like you're falling for half a second. And where will I land? Uh, dusk down. It's the first time I speak. We were not informed of where specifically this would take us. The information that we were given was intentionally vague. For safety, of course. Of course. Um, you'll be coming out at main headquarters... Uh, are you expected? Possibly. Well, 
If you're expected, someone might be waiting for you, but other than otherwise, if you're not, you're going to have to find somebody and let them know you're there. Although I suppose the network guardian will probably be there. They'll find somebody for you. I certainly hope so. Well, I don't know what you've heard out of headquarters being an initiate, but I wouldn't expect a huge welcoming party. Of course not. Anyway, uh, uh, if uh, you'll just uh, wait over here, I got to finish the ritual. Uh, he goes and picks up an open book off of one of the tables and a piece of glittering purple chalk and starts going along the outside of the circle, tracing the runes in with this chalk. And as he does so, the runes start to glow. He continues to go around the circle. It takes him about another 10, 15 minutes. I take out a pocket watch and look at it. At first, he's kind of moving a little bit nervously, but then as he kind of just shuts you out of his mind, he starts with this very patient, practiced method. Just strokes of the chalk. Even as you sigh impatiently, he just walls you out of his mind as he focuses on this spell. Um, I cast message on her again. Don't overplay it. Don't overplay it. I'm not overplaying it. You won't know when I'm overplaying it. And as he finishes the circle, there's a flash of yellow light, and suddenly the inside of the circle is replaced by this glowing yellow disc. Okay. Uh, go ahead and step in. Enjoy your trip. Thank you, Rander. I toss him a small sack. It's got ten gold in it. For your troubles. No trouble, but thank you. And he pockets it. All right. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. So I hold out my hand for her to take it. And I lead her into the circle. Okay. And it is pretty much exactly how Rander described. There is a sense of free-falling for, like, a foot. And suddenly you land. And the room around you has changed? Has it? Rander's not there anymore. It looks almost identical to the room you just left. What does Talia look like? Same. Okay, cool. Just one like, and then it, undo, it undoes your disguise, and you land in the middle of a Nazi headquarters as the Reaper and the Wanderer and White. Like, no, but I do redo redo the. Yes. I think about redoing the like, like just same, in case. Same. Okay. All right, count that down. Looking around, though, you do see someone. You see him pretty much the same time. Well, not at the same time. He he's been kind of looking at you. Uh, who are you supposed to be? I don't say anything, but I take out the note that we've got, uh-huh. and I hand it over. My name is Lorelai Hayfield. I am an initiate. Now, this guy is also kind of older. Looks to be a dwarf. Has dark gray hair and beard, and he kind of hops down off the stool that he was sitting on and comes over and looks at the note. Roll deception really quick. Oh, shit. Okay. Cast, cast guidance. Uh, I, have, I still have guidance on myself. Oh, right, right. You never used it. Shit. 
Um, yeah, let's do that. That's better, 20. Okay, <laughs> good. He looks at it, looks at you. And your companion? My security. I look intimidating. Pardon me, sir, I did not get your name. Uh, I am Frosttide. Frosttide. When I donated my initial 10,000 gold to your organization, I was not aware that you make a habit of making your benefactors wait. His face kind of goes a little dark. Oh, you're one of those. I was also not made aware that you openly insult your benefactors. <sighs> Hands back your papers. I apologize, miss. Welcome to the Venasi. I just, just Hallie complete, completely, completely. No, she like throws up a little. <laughs> yeah, just in her mouth, just like. <laughs> I'm just like, like poker face. Just. Mm-hmm. I mean, Talia is also just stony, but like in her brain, she's like going. Death, death, and damned things. Yeah. This would be easier than this shit. <laughs> anyway. If you've come to join our cause. I thank you. With that invitation there, I take it you have not been fully initiated. No, I have not. That is why I am here. Well, I'll leave it to the leadership to decide, but any new orientation might have to wait. Why? You, sir, are not a member. In fact, your presence here, so far as I am concerned, could be called a breach of security. However, it is by the grace of our benefactor here that I will not have you killed or expelled from the premises. However, I don't need to be courteous to you, and I don't need to tell you anything. Then allow me to ask why. We've had some... He gives Fen a side eye. We've been having some issues with a local incursion of unnatural beings. Several members have gone out to try and deal with the problem, and none have come back. (laughs) Fen actually, like, snorts. Like, just, of course. Ma'am, if taking care of the problem will expedite this process should we take care of it i'm sorry what exactly do you do aside from give the higher assholes some money that is none of your business can i hold up a hand i nod and step back slightly hayfield is not my maiden name my maiden name is von Grimfaust. Is that supposed to mean something to me? No. The fact that it does not is proof that the vast amounts of work and gold that my family has put to conceal who we are has gone to good use. There is a reason you have not heard of us. However, you have seen our work. Have I? Yes. In every single 
stone in this village we have touched. Old deception. So 15. He doesn't naysay you, but he looks a little more peeved. Well, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, sir. What did you say your name was again? Frosttide. Frosttide. Remember that, Fen. Will do, ma'am. Well. Do you intend to keep me standing here all night, or are you going to lead me to whatever accommodations you might have? Right this way, miss. Mrs. Mrs. As soon as his back's turned, I, I cast message. That was good, dog. That was good. Like, like, it was like a lo-fi. Yeah, like, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cast guidance on myself again. Yeah. He. When his back is turned. Yes. <laughs> was he doing one of those things where like turns around and turns back? Did. <laughs> yeah. He leads you down a hallway, all stonework. And as you continue, you get the sense that you're underground. Does it smell like I'm underground? Yeah. Yeah. Smell of damp earth around you. He leads you down several passageways, and you're going for about 10 minutes or so through these hallways. Do we see anybody? Nobody else. Oh, there's shit. other there's other offshoots to hallways with signs in strange markings that you don't recognize. I don't recognize the writing on the walls. Uh, you better learn Draconic then. Draconic. Otherwise, you're going to get lost really quickly down here. I will make sure that is not possible. He leads you for another couple minutes before coming to a door. The first actual door you've seen. Is it a mimic? (laughs) (laughs) No. Because if it is, I'm pushing him first. Yeah. Kick him in the butt right straight toward it. Yep. It's a wooden door with... A barred iron grate at about dwarf height. It's a bit tall. It's a bit like taller than a lot of grates because it kind of just ranges. It spans the height between dwarven and human height. Right. So that people can see through. But he opens it, kind of motions in it after you. And I go through. Okay. Still looking very arrogant. Yeah. You come out of the hallway into what looks to be some kind of expansive hall. You could almost call it a courtyard if it wasn't underground. There are a number of tables set around with chairs, some of them old and rickety, some of them looking to be more plush and comfortable. There are also a lot of like small bookshelves kind of like set up in nooks around the area with a still water pool sitting in the center. This is a gathering and reading hall. People come in here to study up for missions. Also, if there's any important announcements to be given, this is where that takes place. And this is where I will find information on whatever is delaying this process. He kind of clears his throat. 
through that door over there, he points to an archway, is the library. And there you will find Keeper Amble Hollow. And he can give you more information about what's going on and what you are to do. As to actual initiation, if there's anybody that can facilitate that, he will also know who to talk to. If you need sleeping accommodations, he points towards another door. There are dormitories that way. Pick one that doesn't have a name on it. Dormitories. I see. Most people that are here on a more permanent basis have a place in town. If you're planning on being here and becoming a part of the leadership, I suggest you do the same. I look at the mistress. Once we have taken care of their little problem, I will find you a suitable accommodations, ma'am. Very well. Since it seems this organization that I have found myself in does not see fit to do so themselves. I did state this didn't seem like a smart decision, ma'am. Yes, you did. But I'm doing this for him. Understood, ma'am. I look at Frosttide. And lift a brow like, are you done? (laughs) He nods at you. Well, I'm going to get back to my post. It's unlikely anybody else will be coming through the network, but someone needs to guard it at all times. I suggest that you do so then. I reach into my pocket. Not all the way down. Mm -hmm. Just I reach into my pocket and pull out a small little sack of how many silver? Ten. Ten silver. Of ten silver. For your trouble. And I throw it to him. He catches it. Thank you. That will be all frost tied. Thank you. <laughs> he pauses and kind of grits his teeth, but nods and turns and leaves. Keeping up the guys, I cast message once he's out mm-hmm. of the room yeah. towards you. Oh, well, I can't believe we actually made it in here. <laughs> Me neither, but yeah, we are. All right, let's go to the library. I want to get out of this place as soon as possible. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Make uh, perception checks really quick. Hey. Hey. Not bad. 22. A 23. Why am I? Why are all the 24? Good rolls on stuff that doesn't matter. Probably because you were rolling them into the cat. It's the cat's fault. It is the cat's fault, and she's not here anymore. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to the library. Yes. But I'm still, just in case people are like, you know, watching, I don't see anybody, but just in case. Oh wait, no, we roll perception checks. But um, I am, I have dedicated myself to this disguise. Mm-hmm. So I have, I'm not breaking character at all. Right. So. Same. Looking around, as you guys make your way over to the library, this place is kind of interesting. With its many tables, and small bookshelves around the intricately carved pillars that surround the clear, still pool. And at the bottom of the pool, the bottom of the pool is a giant round plate made of what looks to be solid gold with 
a large version of the Vanasi symbol. And as you continue to look around, right above the pool, there looks to be some kind of grate that is letting in what looks to be natural moonlight. The books, you note, as you pass by, are on various types of creatures. And as you pass by one of the tables, you see that it has a couple books on it and one is left open. And it looks to have, like, an anatomy diagram on it. Mm -hmm. It looks to be of a human or humanoid, but it is it is very detailed. Does it say on there what the anatomy is of? Looking at it, like stopping to look at it closer, it notes elf. Oh. And looking at it, it points out differences in elf anatomy as opposed to human or dwarven, essentially what the book calls normal. Gross. It's, on, it's just on a table? Yeah. yeah. I'll go over and look at it. I'm gonna turn the page. The next page over looks to be kind of a continuation of a discussion that had happened on the pages before the diagram of anatomy discussing the history of elves. I dig I'm just kind of flipping through the pages. Yeah. Flipping through, there are other diagrams, other pictures, essentially, some detailing various parts of elf anatomy in gr even greater detail. Like, there's one that actually has a very detailed drawing of what it labels as an elf brain. Jesus. I mean, these are, like, medical-grade textbooks. I look, at the, I look at the cover, see what it says on the cover. Discussions of elven history and biology. How interesting. And I kind of flip it back. I find the page it was open to before and okay. just leave it. Alright. Alright, we continue to the library. Okay. You go through the archway and come into the library. Not as nearly as grand as the Airpike library. Right. But you get a sense of just kind of stunning silence as you enter it. Just the amount of books just suppresses all sound. <laughs> you see what looks to be a reference desk with several filing cabinets behind it, but there's nobody currently at the desk. I go up to the desk. I'll look around. Do we see anybody? Is there nothing? Nobody? Uh, make a perception check. 18. 18. Okay. You hear something. It's really muffled, but it's kind of like a clack, 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 clack. Can I move closer to it? Yeah. There's also a little bell on the, on the desk. Oh, but why be subtle? Moving towards it, the sound, it stops, but you keep moving towards the direction that it came from. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like looking down row after row of bookshelves. And eventually you find what was making the noise. A rolling ladder that is attached to the top of the bookshelves and just rolls down along on a track. Mm. With a gnome about halfway up it. 
Does that gnome see me? No. Okay. Okay, and I say it in a really loud voice. Keep a Amber Hollow. So you said this right as uh, this person was kind of like leaning kind of far off the ladder, trying to put a book back on the shelf. Oh no. <laughs> Oops. Be dexterous. They were pretty de oh, okay. dexterous. I don't want to break their necks yeah. yet. <laughs> they kind of start in surprise and almost drop the book, but manage to clutch it tight and pull themselves back to the ladder. <sighs> Looks over. Shh! It's a library! Apologies. I do not like to keep my lady waiting. If you would return to your desk. <laughs> and I move back, and I don't even wait, I just go right back to the desk. Thank you, Fen. Of course, mistress. <laughs> Dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> After a moment, the gnome comes along. Wait, so who are you two? We are here to take care of that problem so that my mistress can be initiated. And I hold out my hand for my papers. I hand them to her. And I hand them to Amble Hollow. He takes it, and looking at him, you can see that he is male. He's about uh, just under three feet tall. Dark brown hair, big green eyes with like little tiny spectacles sitting on his nose. And he takes the papers from you. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Hands it back. I hand them back to Fen. I grab them, put them back in my coat. Well, new initiate at this time, great, okay. You haven't been initiated then. We were informed by Frosttide you are dealing with a problem that is impeding the process. I am not accustomed to be kept waiting. I will take care of the problem. Uh, okay, well, that's not how things work around here. Then explain to me how things work so I can take care of the problem. Interesting that they left that part out when I donated my first 10,000 gold to the cause. I look, well, back, we, I look back at Amble Hollow. Well, I'm sure we appreciate the donation. I'm sure. However, there is a chain of command. In the morning, as new initiate, you will report to General Walker and he will determine the terms of your initiation. I was told that I would be working with General Melody. Ah, oh, well, then you haven't heard the news then. I raise my eyebrows like, yes. Well, first of all, it wasn't ge uh, General. Apologies, these um, titles and ranks are somewhat new to someone of my station. Mm-hmm. Also, she's dead. Excuse me? Captain Melody is dead. Ma'am, may I once again request that you not enter this organization? You may request it, and I will deny it. As I have told you many times, this is for him. Ma'am. And I will have my revenge. 
How did she die? <clears throat> well, she died upholding the natural order. And that's all he says about that. <laughs> Damn it. I was hoping to hear about myself. Anyway. <laughs> upholding the natural order. Yes. If you're joining our cause, then I, I assume you hold similar views about the natural order. Of course. Roll deception. Into the cat. No, I'm gonna hang, hang out with his luck point. Uh, 12. I'm helping though. Okay, for all that advantage, fine. No, you know what? I'm mad at you. Where's my other one? This one. All right, yeah, 12. 12. He narrows his eyes. Can I see your can I see your initiation invitation again, please? Of course. Takes it, looks at it. Says here you were invited by General Walker himself. Yes, I was. Friend of the general? In a way. In what way? That is none of your business. May I once again request you take your money elsewhere. Then I need the help of this organization. Others can give you the same help. The Reaper and the Wanderer must die. I take my papers back. For what they did to him. You know that. What issue do you have with those two? You mean aside from being what they are? If you must know, they are the reason that I am a widow. Well, he nods. You are not alone in that respect. I expect not. <sighs> Initiation tomorrow will take place at 0700. You'll be meeting the general and whatever other of the leadership will be here tomorrow. If they are satisfied with your convictions, you will be initiated. If they are not, you will be killed. I see. I lift a brow and I look at her. Preserving the natural order takes sacrifice, Fen. I look away. Until that time, you may make use of the grounds as you see fit. Although I wouldn't recommend trying to leave. I require a better accommodations for my mistress. Tough shit. Amble Hollow. I understand that I am the initiate and that Fen is my bodyguard. I do not expect you to share any information with him, but you will be courteous. He nods. My apologies. It is this trying time that has my nerves on edge. I do not know what you have heard, but we have been having some issues here in Duskdown. 
What sort of issues? Disappearing children. Is this the problem that is impeding the process? Yes. We sent a number of our members, as well as a group of potential recruits. None have returned. If you are required to solve this issue, I will also help. I am willing to do it right now. As am I. We are both very capable. That is up for the leadership to decide. I don't know if they want to throw away a new recruit when so many have failed already. I am very good. As am I. Well, you can you can discuss with General Walker tomorrow then. Where are the accommodations for my lady? The door to the dormitories is into the main hall to the right. Very well, my lady. I find I am wakeful, Fen. You may use the library and you may explore the facility as you wish, but until you are initiated, do not attempt to go through any locked door. It will not be pleasant. Nothing in life is. Is there anything in this library that may give me more insight into what the Reaper and the Wanderer are? Quite possibly. Thank you so much for supporting Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to rate and review on iTunes. You'd be surprised how much this helps others to find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. We also spend a lot of time in our Discord server, so please feel free to stop in and say hello. Links are in the description and on our website. For more content from our crew, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public, exclusive sneak peeks of new art, DMs and players' notes on characters, and access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council, Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Our producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Our producer Art director and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And finally, our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects are in the description below. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit S. Brar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.